A good haircut can be a game changer. I mean, everybody wants to look their best for those social media pics, right? So get yourself to Sport Clips at Sport Clips Haircuts. They hair do like no one else hair does. See what they did there? Not only is it the home of champion haircuts, but they've also made relaxing and unwinding the name of the game. Level up your haircut with the MVP haircut experience. It's a spa day for your follicles. Check this out. You get a seven pressure point massaging shampoo along with a perfectly steamed hot towel all while sports plays on the TV. Does it get any better than that? No. You can want it all and have it all at Sport Clips. It's a game changer. I know you have heard this before. Work smarter, not harder. Ford has heard it too. That's why the Ford F-150 truck helps you get the job done in the smartest way possible. I mean, the pro-access tailgate alone is a game changer. It improves access to the bed and cargo, which makes it easier to load in tight spaces. See? Smarter. It's also got a mobile power source and pro power on board, so you can power up to 7.2 kilowatts outside your F-150 truck. That is definitely working smarter. And imagine what you can do with that power at your next tailgate party. Tough this smart can only be called F-150. Find your local Ford dealer at Ford.com. Pro access tailgate available starting spring 2024. See owner's manual for important operating instructions. Welcome to Talk is Jericho. It's the pot of thunder and rock and roll. Let's see what Rock and Roll Hall of Famer and all-around great guy, Duff McKagan, has for us with a highly anticipated joke of the week. Chris Jericho, hope you're doing well. Duff McKagan here, calling in, saying hi. You know, oh, also, you know, uh, listen, a, a shark can swim faster than me, uh, and uh, but I can run faster than a shark. So I guess at the end, uh, the triathlon, it all comes down to the bike. Thank you very much. Wow, it took me about four listens to understand that one. It's like a triathlon. You swim, you run, and you use the bicycle. So uh, there you go. What else can we say except for thanks to Duff for never missing a Friday. In seven years, we love you for that. And Duff just released his third solo record called Lighthouse. He's got some cool guests on it. Jerry Cantrell from Alice in Chains slash Iggy Pop. You can get it wherever you buy or stream music. All the details are at DuffOnline.com. All right, if you're looking for info on Fozzie's upcoming Spotlight on the UK tour, just go to FozzieRock.com. We're starting Friday, February 19th in Newport, Wales. Wrapping up February 26th in Northampton, England. We're doing our legendary VIP meet and greets at every show. We meet you, take pictures with you, hang out with you, sign whatever you want, play a mini set for you, let you sing if you want. All the ticket info at FozzyRock.com. This is our fastest selling UK tour ever. So excited to come back. And speaking of the UK, she was one of the hottest free agents in the biz from the UK. She just signed with AEW. I'm talking about former stardom superstar Mariah May. British native talks about her time in Japan with stardom, from the culture and food to the games and wrestling. She talks about the Japanese fighting spirit and in-ring style, how it differs from British and American wrestling. She shares her journey to AEW and how that happened, what it's been like to move to another brand new country after Japan. Uh, and Mariah talks about her wrestling start, what happened when the pandemic lockdown halted her career just as it was getting started. She talks about training and traveling, learning on the road around the world, details about her WWE trial for NXT UK, what happened with that opportunity and why she signed with AEW, more specifically because of the storyline with Tony Storm and Luther the Butler at AEW, what excites her about the storyline. She reveals also who she'd like to wrestle at AEW, what her future goals are now that she's signed, what it's like to try and learn to drive in the United States. So many great stories here from Mariah May right here, right now on Talk is Jericho. <laughs> So one of the hottest free agents in wrestling is Mariah May, and she showed up as a surprise in AEW because I'd heard some rumblings, and we had talked before, but it's been a while. Yeah. So you've done so much since then. Um, yes. Amazing for you to be here in AEW. Yeah, I'm so excited to be here. I mean, so what kind of was your journey to get here? Cause I know we've got a lot to talk about between yes. England and stardom. And like yes. I said, it's been a while since we had a chance to, to chat. So, but how did you end up 
coming here? Oh my gosh. So I was obviously from the UK, if you can't tell from the accent. <laughs> really? I yeah, thought you were from the Bronx. So, well, actually, everyone thinks I'm Australian. Oh, really? And someone thought I was Canadian. Oh, man. I don't get the Canada one. <laughs> Australia, I get. But um, where, where in the UK are you from? So I'm from London, North oh, London, okay. like Tottenham. Right. And um, so I'd, I'd just started doing shows, and then the pandemic hit, and I did nothing during COVID, like no shows, nothing. You and had then, just started wrestling? Yeah, I just, I think I'd done shows for like a year, not oh, even. Wow. And I was finally starting to get somewhere a little bit with it. And um, yeah, then I all got shut down. And then after lockdown, I, I always wanted to go to Japan. It was like my big, my big dream. And so I was like, just focused on trying to make that happen. And then I went to stardom and I was originally supposed to go for three months. And then in my first week, they were like, do you want to stay for longer? And I was like, yes. Mm-hmm. So I was like, I'll stay as long as you'll have me. So I ended up staying in stardom. And then I think about four or five months in, AEW reached out. And I was really surprised because I didn't think I was kind of good enough yet to be on you know, a TV show in America. That was obviously my end goal, but I didn't think I was good enough. So I was really surprised, obviously incredibly excited. But I said, I want to finish what I'm doing in Japan because I felt like I was really improving in Japan. It wasn't so much about making a name for myself. It was more for me as a wrestler to kind of do the things I wanted to do in wrestling as an independent and also just to improve and get better. So when Mm -hmm. I did come to AEW, you know, I can bring more to the table. And they were really cool. They were like, yep, whenever you're ready. So I finished my tour in September and then um, pretty much came here as soon as my visa was ready. So who was it that was contacting you from AEW? Tony. Tony Tony, Tony directly himself. (laughs) Yes. And so what did he say? Obviously, because you had, you had some buzz on the internet. Had, had he seen your work? Um, so they reached out, and then I said, like, I'm still deciding. And then he messaged me and uh, pretty much convinced me. But he said that he had, like, a great idea for me, and they really want to start it as soon as possible. And I was like, look, the soonest I can come is probably September. Um, and he's like, that doesn't matter. Like, let's go. Like, come on. <laughs> so, um, yeah. And the idea was great, as you're probably seeing the idea start to unfold now that right. I'm on TV. You're, you're obsessed with Tony Storm and yeah. that sort of thing. Yeah. I love Tony. <laughs> so, um, but it's a really cool storyline, which everyone will kind of get to see. And, um, yeah, it's really cool. So, And that's the most important thing when you come into a company is having a, a purpose and a story and an angle. Yes. Yes. That was my big thing as well. Like when I said staying in Japan too was like, I wanted to become one of those must-see talents. Like, I didn't want to just get signed and just be like, oh, she's an okay wrestler. Like, she's a good mm. wrestler. Oh, she, she looks good. Cool. And then that's kind of it. Like, I really wanted to make sure my in-ring was as good as my promo and my look so that when I came to any company, I'm like a full package mm-hmm. and I can do whatever they need me to do. And also, I feel like as well with wrestling, and you might have a different opinion, but I feel like when you sign to a TV company, you don't necessarily sign as a wrestler. You sign as a TV character, mm-hmm. which might mean that you don't wrestle. So I wanted to make sure that what, you know, in Japan, I kind of got everything that I needed out of it. Because Japan is like wrestling. Mm. It's just a lot of wrestling. I had like 99 matches in like nine months. And I'm like, okay, I'm I'm wrestled out. So I thought, you know, whatever they want me to do, I can do that. And I'm happy to be a TV character rather than kind of holding on to like, I really want to do this. Because I think that's where people go wrong. Mm -hmm. They kind of have like an idea. Mm. And when they sign somewhere, they think, oh, I'm going to have all these matches and do this stuff. And that might not happen in fact it definitely won't happen because you don't get to write it so Mm. i really wanted to come here and just be open to kind of doing whatever they need obviously i'd love to wrestle and have great matches but kind of be ready to kind of be a tv character rather than just a wrestler you know it's a pretty astute observation for somebody that's been in the business for only four years or so (laughs) well you know (laughs) because you're you're right and i say this quite often a lot of guys and girls don't quite get it at first that wrestling is show business yes and matches are important but character and personality is what takes you to the next step yeah i hate saying it because it sounds like i don't care about wrestling and it's like i do i've moved countries like three times Mm. for wrestling like i love wrestling so much but you know on a tv show it's rare that you know unless it's maybe a pay-per-view that you just get just you know wrestling 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 like you want to be a character you want to tell a story the way to do that the best way to do that might not even be through wrestling because some of the most over characters have been valets and like you know on the side of it characters that 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 aren't amazing in the ring shall we say you know what i mean like i mean ultimate warrior had good matches but the ultimate warrior was known for his energy and character and charisma and you know that's a lot of people don't get that actually it takes time to understand that but you understand that already so like you said being here in aw and you've been here for a month or whatever it's been two months or whatever 
haven't had a match yet, but no. we're still getting to know who you are, yes. which was way more important than if you just showed up and here she is in the ring. Have a it's match. Mariah May against, you know, you know, Athena or whatever. And it's like, okay, she's cool, but what's the character? Yeah. Where does it go? Mm-hmm. So that was like a big reason as well why, you know, I chose to sign with AEW is because I knew the storyline. So I knew that, you know, I was going to be working. I was going to be on TV, but also that I wasn't just going to show up, have a few matches and then. Okay, that's it. Mm. It's like, no, I want to actually bring something. And it doesn't have to be in the ring. It will be. I will yeah, wrestle, yeah, guys. I'm going to wrestle. Don't worry. <laughs> but um, yeah, I, that was a big, you know, high point for me was that I had a storyline. And it was, you know, a lengthy storyline. Because mm-hmm. that was important. Well, that's important. It's a combination of story. And then the matches when it's time for that. Yeah. So you mentioned that you moved countries three times. Yes. Um, and once again, there's, there's so much more to get into. But, but you mentioned, so tell us first leaving England for Japan. Yes. How does, how does one do that? Did you move to Japan? <laughs> yeah, I did, but I actually didn't plan to because obviously my tour was supposed to be short. And then on the first week, I was like, oh, I'll just stay. No, for, but, but it was supposed to be three weeks at first? Three months. Three months. Which now, stardom is like, how many times would you be wrestling in that three months? Oh my gosh. So it's typically 10 to 13 matches a month. Okay. It just depends. I will say like the back end of my time in Japan, we wrestled so much, mm. honestly, but it's typically 10 to 13 a month. And yeah, so I, I kind of just thought I was going on a tour and then I decided to stay for longer. And I'm so glad that I did because after my first month, there was a girl I came with and she only did a month. And when she left, I thought I couldn't imagine leaving right now because I feel like I'm just getting comfortable in the ring and I'm just figuring things out. So yeah, that whole move was actually easy because I didn't plan it. Because mm. it was like, I'm just going to stay. And also with Japan, it's a little bit different because I wasn't kind of permanently moving there. So there was none of the like admin stuff that's awful. If you've ever moved countries, you'll know about it. <laughs> um, I also didn't bring anything. So I just kind of bought some clothes out there and just, you know, went for it. So that move was pretty easy compared but, to this. But, but, let's, but let's talk a little bit more about that. So you were originally going for three months. You pack yes. your suitcase for three months. Yes. And then when you get there, you said, I'm staying longer. You didn't go back to England. No. You just stayed there. I just stayed. I don't know. I just thought it was too good. I've always wanted to go to Japan. So for me, and I, I, I had this weird thing where I was like, if I leave, I can't come back. Like, I don't know why, but I feel like everybody wants to go to Japan. Everybody wants to go to stardom because stardom is like amazing. So I was just like, I don't want to leave and like maybe not come back. And I don't know. And and I know they wanted people to go for a long time. That's what they said they wanted. They wanted like foreigners to stay for longer and stuff. And I mean, I had nothing else to do in the UK. Mm -hmm. So I was like, I'm just going to stay. That's great. I mean, that's that's what I did when I, when I started. It's like I, I went between Japan and Mexico yes. for as long as I could. It yes. ended up being about six months. Like when, when the Japan tour was over, Straight I'll fly to, to Mexico. Mexico. <laughs> when the yeah. Mexico, the Japan tour begins, I'll go back. And yeah. it just, it really, it really makes you realize if you want to be in the business or not. Yes. Because it's not easy, but it's easy to leave home for two weeks or three weeks, but go for six months or yes. you know, nine months yes. and really see like you're leaving yes. everything behind, friends, family, yes. culture. Everything. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, so at first it was very exciting. And then I think about maybe five or six months in, it kind of started to hit like, because I lived alone. So there wasn't really any other foreigners, like they would come and go. And so like, you know, it would get to points where you'd just be walking around Tokyo, you'd be in pain because you've had like four matches and then after your match, you know, you take the ring down, then you get back on the bus and then, you, you know what I mean? And you're eating like convenience store yeah. food. and Lawson. Yeah. And then Lawson it, it, station. Yeah. And then like, you know, if I go back to Tokyo, which is where I lived, you know, I wouldn't actually speak to people for like days at a time and you don't realize, but you don't even speak to anybody because I speak a little bit of Japanese, but not, you know, enough. And um, you then it kind of starts to sink in. You're like, oh, I have no, like everyone kind of, all the girls like rush home to their lives mm. and you don't have one. And your you, life is that. Yeah. yeah, your life is like, oh, I just go home to the apartment to wash my costume and then, mm. you know, do my tan again and then get back on the road. Whereas they all have like a family or like things to do and go out and see. So that was when it kind of, I would say, I don't want to say got difficult, but got like a little bit, you know, but then you have to remember what you're, what you're doing because I was like if I go home I'm not going to be wrestling like I'm not going to be doing anything so you kind of just have to stick you have to love wrestling see it's funny because I I, I did that too you know not for nine months but I remember I think the longest tour was maybe ten weeks and one of the tours was like I think it was a four week tour and then like a four week tour with ten days off in the middle so rather than flying me home I just stayed Stayed, and I was the only 
far guy that stayed yeah. right yeah so so like you mentioned you're, you're just kind of wandering the streets as a stranger <laughs> in a strange land it sounds so weird like it, i'm wandering the streets true, like you know, i used to go hang out like in record stores or pachinko parlors or video yeah. game places or whatever yeah <laughs> what did you do I played, oh my gosh, what is it called? How can I not remember? You know, the, they, I think they called it the crane game. You know, when you like pick up yeah, the soft, but the, I was- The hand that I comes was down. obscenely good at them. I'm, I'm probably because it's all I did, but um, yeah. Just to explain to people that don't know, you can go to actual like uh, parlors where all there is is like yeah. 50 of these it's things. In, Japan is like, for me, I feel like it's just like a big video game because I come yeah. from the UK, so it's gray and right. there's nothing to do. And so like Japan, it's all colorful. There's food, drinks, desserts everywhere and loads of games. And um, so I, you know, and also in Japan, I have to say in Japan, it's not weird to be alone. In fact, I feel like it's encouraged. Mm -hmm. Like if you see someone alone, you wouldn't think it's weird. Whereas I've come to learn that in America, that's not normal because if I'm ever alone, people will come up to me like, are you okay? Like yeah, what's yeah, wrong? Yeah. And I'm like, oh. All right, there are some seriously talented luchadors in AEW and not all of them speak English which can make putting together matches a little challenging sometimes. That's why I signed up for Rosetta Stone. I'm learning Spanish, amigos. Hey, amigas. See? Already learning. Haha. -ha. Rosetta Stone is the most trusted language learning program. You don't even have to learn Spanish, though, because Rosetta Stone has 25 languages, including French, German, Korean, Arabic, and Polish, and Japanese. That's what I'm going to do next. I spent a lot of time in Japan, and I still work with a lot of Japanese wrestlers at AEW, like Takeshita. So having a better handle on the language will definitely show in the ring. Communication is key. And learning Spanish on Rosetta Stone has been so fun and easy. They've got this true accent feature that gives you feedback on how well you're pronouncing words. Sort of like having a personal trainer for your accent. I'm using the app, but you can also do the lessons on desktop or laptop. I also like that I can download the lessons and do them offline, which is perfect for a plane. I can sit there on a flight and work on my Espanol. So don't put off learning that language. There's no better time than right now to get started. For a very limited time, Talk is Jericho listeners can get Rosetta Stone's lifetime membership for 50% off. Visit rosettastone.com slash Jericho. That's 50% off unlimited access to 25 language courses for the rest of your life. Redeem your 50% off at rosettastone.com slash Jericho today. That's rosettastone.com slash Jericho. Do it today. Let me ask you this. Are you an only child? No, I have two okay. older wow. brothers. Wow. Yeah. See, I'm an only child, so being by myself is not... I mean, they always left me out, so it's pretty... <laughs> you might as well be, right? Yeah. I mean, I like, I'm pretty introverted, which is... I know it's different from like the character that you might see online and you know in the ring, but like I am quite introverted, and I like... Yeah. Because wrestling, I feel like you take so much out of you. Mm -hmm. I don't mind like just being alone and like just being mm. in silence. Um, but yeah, I, I used to play a lot of like games and stuff like that and just also eat a lot mm. <laughs> what's your favorite japanese cuisine? oh i liked yakiniku oh yeah, it's the best oh they There's have some, it here but it's not it's not the same it's, people don't get it i'm like yeah. i don't want to be that person like oh, i've been in japan but i'm like yeah, this, this it's is true, it. it's not the same yeah so when you moved over there um did they help you find a place because I, I thought that the girls kind of lived yes. in like a dorm with the other yeah. girls or something so it's a little bit different now from how it was before because i had a few friends that had been um, and I think they used to have like an apartment and it was just always the same. Whereas when I went, they actually moved us around a lot mm. and the, like the quality varied of where we went. <laughs> uh, one place had bed bugs, which wasn't cool. Oh my gosh, <laughs> I was like, I literally ran straight out. I was like, no. Um, but no, most of it was pretty nice. And they just, that was what was really easy. Like, because obviously now I've moved to America, it's all on me. Mm. Whereas there, because it was kind of a tour, they just kind of did your accommodation Extended for you. Extended it, yeah. Yeah, so it was kind of like really easy, to be you honest. You just showed up and just existed. Yeah, I just kind of the had, matches and didn't have to worry about it. Yeah, I just kind of like, as a zombie, went from show to show and that was it. The hardest part was figuring out transport because you kind of did get left alone to figure that out. Oh, really? To get to the shows? Yeah, so if it's like a tour, we go on the bus. But if it's in Tokyo, we get like a train. Mm. Um, which they're so easy, but when you first get there, you're like terrified. And I'm like, what is going on? That was the hardest part, but other than it's that. It's probably all on an app now, right? No. Really? Because before well, I remember use... you had the little map that you would have in your pocket to go from the. Okay, no, we didn't have those. That's, that, that's archaic. Or, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, you can use maps, but I think you just, I said like the best thing to do is like it's all color coded. 
So right. just learn the colors. It's really easy, right? Yeah. Once yeah. you know like the lines, then you know where you're going. Shinkansu line. Oh my God. Yes. <laughs> yes. Takes me back. But yeah, once you figure that out, you're never going to get, if you get lost, you'll, you'll know where to go. So what are you doing like in between tours when you're there? So we didn't really get an in-between, which I've come to learn because obviously I know some of the guys in New Japan and they'd be like, yeah, we're off for like five, six days. And I'm like, yeah. you have five days off mm. like together in a row because mm. we have like two days off or one day off. Oh, wow. OK. Yeah. And like you'd always just get home and like like sometimes we get home at like, say, Osaka, we get home at like 5 a.m. So I'd get home and we'd like sleep and then we'd wash our costumes and then we'd go to the gym and eat. And then like in a few days we'd be back on the road. So I tried to like, I mean, I have a few friends out there. So I try to socialize or like I was in a faction with Mina and we were actually really good friends. So we try to hang out a little bit, but like we really didn't get a lot of time off. Mm. I think, I mean, stardom, if you keep up with stardom, like a lot of the girls are injured. And I think it's because the schedule is just so heavy because we just would honestly wrestle. Like there was one time we had like four shows in a row. Wow. And we don't go light. Right. We right, don't, right, there's right, no, off, yeah, there's, that's hard to do. yeah, there's not, there's no off days. There's not, cause I used to do the camps um, in the UK. So not that we would go light. It's a lot of hard work, but we would really look after our bodies. It was a lot of crowd work. They don't do that. It, there's Did no, you do like training in Japan? Did you, was that part of what you yes, had to do? Like, so a they have a dojo. Yeah. So we do that. Um, it's not as much as I wanted. Like it was only once or twice a month, but the reason they said was because we're always on the road. Sure, right. So they were like, we don't need to yeah. you know, kill you. Um, and then I went to the snake pit as well, which is like different kind of wrestling, but that was really in cool. Japan or yeah. Or, oh, wow. Yeah. Because there's a snake pit in England too. Yes, there is. I haven't been to that. In Wigan, right. Yes. What's the snake pit in Japan? It's just like, um, like catch as catch cam wrestling. Um, and it's like, it's, it's, I feel like it's like when you think of a dojo, it is like that. Like, you know, you put the mats down, you wipe down the mats. Mm -hmm. Like you do like, you know, like what is it, like a thousand squats or just yeah, whatever yeah. it is. And then you just learn all this different shoot stuff. And then, yeah, so that was cool. I kind of just did it because I was like, I wanted to try to make the most of being in Japan because I don't know when I would ever go back. So I really wanted to go because I'd heard about it. And it was, yeah, it was hard work. And then we ate Chanko. You know Chanko? Of course. I was going to ask you about that, yeah. Yeah. So Chanko is the soup that the uh, yes. the trainees make for everybody else. Yes, but he actually used to make it for us. Oh, okay. Which was interesting. But um, yeah, that was so good. And you're starving. By the time you're finished, you're just so hungry. And it's like, if you haven't had Chanko, it's like, it's like soup. But it has like chicken in it. Sometimes noodles. Sometimes like... It's kind of like a Japanese veg. version of stew. Like whatever they yeah. have available, they stick it in there. Yeah, it, yeah, there could be anything in there, to be honest. Yeah, yeah. So that was really good. I really want it. <laughs> <laughs> so um, when you you mentioned uh, training in England prior, so how did you get into, into the business? Oh, wow. So I really wanted to wrestle when I was at school and my parents were like, no, not until you're 18, which... I was so angry at the time, but looking back, that was definitely the best advice. Sure, of course, yeah. Definitely the best advice. Um, and then, yeah, I just, I went to a few different schools. But for me, I felt like the way I really learned how to wrestle was I worked for All Star. So All Star is like, they do loads of shows and they do like the full, they call it like half term week, which is just like a week of shows. And that's where I really learned how to wrestle because there was like Joel Redman and Dean Allmark and they would like get in the ring with me before and just like spend time with me, like just going over different things or they would watch my matches and give me feedback because I feel like with wrestling, you don't actually learn how to wrestle until you do shows. Of course. Like I don't, it's so weird, but once you start doing shows, you, there's oh, absolutely. so much. You yeah. get the reps in of, of being yeah. in front of a crowd. You know? And that's how I felt like I did a year of that and was really all the awkwardness was gone and I was kind of figuring, I was getting my character down and my cost, everything was like getting better and I was starting to get international bookings and then lockdown happened. Who's, uh, who's the promoter for All Star? Brian Dixon. It's the, the famed, he, the famed he, right? He passed he away, passed right? away no, yeah. I know. His, you, his grandson runs it now. Can you do a Brian Dixon imitation? I can't do it, but everyone, <laughs> can, I know, I feel like I, I messed up, but everyone does it whenever you tell them they do the voice. So. I've, done, I've, I've known that voice since 93 when I was in Germany with Robbie Brookside. Oh, yeah? You can do the best Yes. Uh, uh, yeah, the best version of They Ryan all Dixon. have one. It's so funny. I can't even remember how to. Certain guys that everybody can do an imitation of. Right? But they always tell like a story, and it's just the funniest story. <laughs> I can hear them saying it, yeah. So tell us about the holiday camps. That's quite a very English thing to oh do. Oh my gosh, yeah. They're funny. Um, so the camps are like, I don't know, 
will pe- Americans know what Butlins is? I don't think so. <laughs> yeah, so let's explain that because you, you hear holiday camp, <laughs> right? And um, they're literally like camps, aka, I guess you would say res- resorts. I, don't, I think resort is a is really, a really generous, generous word. I think we're going to paint a picture that's not real. Well, let's paint the real picture. So you so think it's like, it's, it's, like, a- it's like, okay, England is rainy. Yeah. Everywhere in England is rainy. Yeah. But in the summer, sometimes it's sunny and rainy. So it's like these sunny slash rainy parks, I think is a better name, with like camper vans. And just Google, but although Butlins, I feel like is such a false advertisement. But like, um, yeah, so it's like families will go. It's pretty cheap, which is what's good about you it. Kind of get like a rent a bungalow. Yeah, but I, you know, I feel like cabin. for a kid, it's like paradise because, you know, you go with your family, family, friends. And, you know, there'll be like entertainment in like these like buffet all you can eat restaurants and little like rides and things like that. Arcades. It's very grassroots, but it's very, for kids, it's fun. For parents, I think they just go for the all you can drink, to be honest. (laughs) And just hope it gets better. Um, So it's kind of like that. And like, there'll only be like maybe four of us. So we'll we'll go in the van and then we'll build the ring. And then sometimes you'll do like two matches. You know, you'll do like a singles, a singles, and then the big tag at the end. So four people would be on the crew. Oh yeah. I've done one where there was three of us. Oh my gosh. And the guy who came with the ring he was like the ref there was three of us and we were like because someone was sick and we're like how are we gonna do this you do a single match you do a three-way match a guy wrestled three times in a row yeah like by the time i got to the third match he was just like dripping and sweat i was like oh god I yeah, don't i'm assuming you. you do the holiday camps you're doing a lot of gaga though right for yeah. little kids yeah a lot of it is i realized that i was like whenever i was a heel i did nothing i think i took yeah. a couple of bumps at the end and we you actually had a show with wwe in the butlins oh you did once yeah that's it was, it was preposterous. That's why. It, was, I don't, it must have been like a Sunday afternoon in between London and Liverpool or something or wherever the hell That's, it was. Imagine being at Butlins and like you, you got to see, like I don't know, John Cena. And yeah. then you go back in 10 years and you're just seeing like <laughs> whatever we dragged out. <laughs> but yeah, it's very much so, like, like you said, because you're, you're getting the reps, but you're also, yes. like you said, building the ring. Yes. Which you did in stardom as well. Kind of yes. talking about that because a lot of people don't oh. know what it's like to build a ring. Oh my gosh. It's work. It's, 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 hard. it's harder than wrestling. It's hard, yeah. Yeah, and every ring is different, mm-hmm. which is always fun mm-hmm. when you go to, like, so I did the indies, which you build the ring as well. Um, but at least with the camps and stardom, like, I knew the ring. Whereas when you first get there, you're like, I want to, you know, you're trying to help. But you're like, I don't want to do something weird and, like, mess it all up. But, yeah, no, so, like, stardom, for example, we would, like, get on the bus, probably, like, super, uh, like, 6 or 7 a.m., drive to wherever the show is, and then the young girls, and I always... I always did it as well because I know I'm not technically a young girl, but I felt like in terms of experience, I was on like the newer side. And a young also, girl meaning a rookie, right? Yeah, yeah, and I also just feel like it's just a respect thing for me. Where I'm from, you build the ring, doesn't mm-hmm. matter. So I really wanted to do that. Um, so we'd build the ring, um, which I don't know. Do people know what a wrestling ring looks like? There's a lot of like steel and then there's all the the poles go in the middle Girders, then you yeah. there's like wood people don't realize like yeah. really big planks of wood but it's not thick though it's very very thin planks yeah. of wood well ours were thick and then you put like a thin the thin mat over top yeah yeah and i was like touching i was like this is very solid well, people because like, people don't think oh it's like a trampoline it's like no it's no it's, it's, it's a not. piece of wood with a thin <laughs> mat and some springs to make it bounce a bit and that's I love it because tramp- right? especially in japan like the stardom ring was like didn't bounce you don't bounce. Yeah, you, there's yeah, no bounce back. Yeah. <laughs> and you're like, oh, wow. <laughs> you take your first bump and you're like, oh, cool. Yeah, this is happening. Also, the stardom ring is very slippery because mm. the canvas is like, a, I don't know how to describe it. It's like shiny. Oh, okay. It's slippery, okay, gotcha, which is gotcha. always cool. Like yeah, when yeah. we get in there before and I like socks to go through something, you just end up like sliding <laughs> around. But um, yeah, you do that and then you do your own hair and makeup, you plan the match and then you take the ring down, then you get back on the bus and you stop at 7-Eleven and eat something out of like a tin and then go to a hotel and do it again. <laughs> like I said, so. 7-Eleven or Lawson Station. Oh, uh, I like Lawson. Picari Sweat. Picari Sweat. Yeah. People don't understand about Picari Sweat. Picari <laughs> Sweat is so good. It has to be really cold though. Yeah, it does. I had once, like I had it once and it was warm and I was like, oh man. It's terrible. I made, I, I made a protein shake with Picari Sweat once because I didn't have any water. It was terrible. That but you do what you got to do, right? Like you, when you're in Japan for that long, like you mentioned, <laughs> you have to become resourceful. It's such an alien world. Like <laughs> you have to really just go for anything. You yes, know? you do. You have to just fend for yourselves. How was it for you, like food wise? I know you said you like yakuniku, but yes, it was so. Like when I, so when I was first there, I, like I'd actually gained a lot of weight, but not in a bad way, like muscle and stuff, because I was eating 
I loved the food. I used to be such a picky eater. And then after Japan, I mean, I, I ate like horse and like raw chicken. <laughs> so like you, you eat everything and anything. And also in Japan, like with their culture, it's kind of rude to not, first of all, finish everything, but even try it. So like, you know, I'd go out with people and they'd be like, mm, have some horse. Like Amina, who's like, she knew I did not want this. She'd always be like, Mariah, come on. And like, yeah, and I'm horse. in front of everyone. I'm like, I'm literally eating like my pony. Like I don't want to do it, but like whatever. Have, have a puffer fish. Yeah. It might be poisonous, but we're not, we're, oh, most of the time it's not. I would just cover it in soy sauce. I'd be oh, like, it's going to be okay. I know, I know. I just but, swallow it. But you know beer. what? It was actually really good. Like the raw chicken was really good. Raw chicken. Raw, and I honestly was like, this is the f- I've never ever complained or say no and I was like are you sure because I was like it's raw like and give you like in this country would we not die or something yeah you would die like dysentery what's it called <laughs> I can't remember it's salmonella. It salmonella salmonella that's it that's right? the one and then I was like you know what I ch- she was like Mariah this chicken was alive this morning oh my gosh you'll be fine and I'm like does that make it better or what I, I, mean, yeah. I remember once I was there and they took a lobster right out of the tank <laughs> threw it right on the grill and here's this poor guy, like, and the steam is coming through his, he's like... Pushing him burn alive. It's, yeah, and he's literally, like, it sounds like he's screaming because the steam is going through no. the... Go- no! And it's like, eat up. <laughs> I lost yeah. my appetite on that one. And you just, you have to, you have to eat I mean, it. you don't want to be rude, right? Yeah, it's like a really big thing. Yeah, it's thing. a big deal, yeah. So I would have to just clear my plate and be like... <laughs> this episode is brought to you by Progressive, where drivers who save by switching save nearly $750 on average. Plus, auto customers qualify for an average of seven discounts. Quote now at Progressive.com to see if you could save. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates, national average 12-month savings of $744 by new customers surveyed who saved with Progressive between June 2022 and May 2023. Potential savings will vary. Discounts not available in all states and situations. Let's talk about uh, some of the people that you worked, first of all, in England that kind of helped yes. you along the way. Because is is, like you mentioned, the scene was really big yeah. until lockdown happened. Yeah, so I, I'm, I kind of missed the kind of peak. So when I was just starting shows was when it was like the Tony Storms were like just every weekend in the mm. UK, which is crazy to think now. But um, that's when I was just kind of cutting my teeth. So I was on like the lower level shows wrestling against people who probably have never trained in their life or like you know just really but then you actually learn a lot from that because you kind of have to do a lot of work to cover things um so i you know i actually really did look up to tony because i thought she was really cool because she did all-star as well um which just did the camps you know the money's not that great but it's like if you really love wrestling and you want to get better you go you go and do that yeah um she wasn't like snobby and like i'm only doing you know the Mm -hmm. big shows and then um so I was more after lockdown, but like after lockdown, the scene really, I feel like has lost a lot. Um, but I did Rev Pro, which was good because I think Rev Pro kind of got me noticed. Um, and it, I met Zoe Lucas and she was actually the one that got me to Japan because mm. Zoe's done America. She's done Japan like a ton of times. Uh, so we ended up forming a tag team, which got quite a lot of like traction. And then we were actually going to go to Japan together. And then unfortunately her husband was sick, so she couldn't go. But she was really someone who I think... I kind of owe her my career, mm-hmm. to be honest. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Someone said that to me, like, you know, you owe her everything. And I'm like, <laughs> actually, yeah, I do. Well, no, she helped you get through the door, but then you took yes, over your own she way, did. Right? But she's yeah. always good for advice, very wise. Mm-hmm. And she has one of those characters a bit similar to me where I feel like people might look at her and be like, oh, she's just a diva. But right. she's so clever. She's mm-hmm. so clever and she's really over and stuff. So she really kind of set me straight and, like, helped me. And, you know, I always go to her for advice because I just feel like she's going to be honest. Mm-hmm. So, Yeah. It's interesting you just mentioned, you know, people look at you and think, oh, she's just a diva. But that's yeah. the one thing that you really ditch that kind of stereotype yeah. in stardom for sure. Well, you know, it's funny because when I debuted here, I got a few people like, oh, where did this diva come from? And I'm like, and everyone would be like, you need to Google her. <laughs> <laughs> you, you need to search her up. Yeah, and yeah. I'm like, but I don't even think it's an insult. Like, I don't find it offensive. No, it's great. I'm like, okay, that means I'm hot. So <laughs> thanks. I've made a career off low expectations. <laughs> it's like, all right. I'm like, it's going to be good because I just have to do like a suplex and you guys are going to think I'm like, <laughs> the, I'm like Brian Danielson. I like, can do an arm drag. <laughs> look at me. <laughs> <laughs> look at this pin. <laughs> but yeah. So how, how were you able to kind of, I mean, obviously your style was really um, perfect for for stardom and the Japanese kind of fighting spirit. Yeah. So before I've always wanted to go to Japan, especially stardom was like my number one, but I was like willing to, you know, go somewhere else just to get there. Because there's a lot of companies there for for women. Yes, there is. I mean, yeah. Women's wrestling in Japan is extremely popular Mm. as well. Um, But 
I really wanted to go there and when I thought about who I wanted to be as a wrestler, it was always, you know, I would watch clips of stardom and I would like pull things and then go to training and then try and like make a version of something I've seen, but like make it applicable to me and, you know, mm. not just copy it, kind of make my own thing. So that was always what I was trying to do in this country, but it's kind of e um, in the UK, it was easier said than done though, because you kind of need that partner that's going to, one, have the same sort of vision as you and two can kind of like, as for me, bring me up. So yeah. yeah, so going to stardom, it was like, I kind of knew what I wanted and I had a conversation with Mina because I was in her faction. She just made a new faction called- What's Kobe. her last name? Shirakawa. Okay. So she, I mean, she's actually, I say, she's actually kind of newer, but she's obviously senior to me. But she had just started the faction called Venus, which was the faction that I was in. And like, I remember talking to her and she was like, really like happy with, you know, how much I wanted to learn. So she would go to the dojo with me and we would just like drill and drill and drill. And I'd have matches and she'd be like, you know, we need to go and work on your drop kick. And like, we would just do it over and over again until it looked how she was happy with it and how I was happy with mm. it too. Um, so like I always say like one of my favorite things about Japan was meeting her because she had so much I mean all of the girls did they all have time like if you want to learn something they will sit and do mm -hmm. it with you but she had so much time for me and because I wanted it whereas some of the other girls maybe that came into Club Venus like they just kind of wanted to do a tour and that's fine but they didn't they didn't want to learn anything they just their way was the right way and that was it mm -hmm. whereas because I just genuinely was like no I'm coming here to learn the style that's why I'm in Japan she just had so much time for me and we just would work really, really hard to basically get there. Who were the top stars there when you were in Japan? There's Tam, who is, she used to be an idol. So in Japan, like there's idol culture, which is kind of like little pop stars, if mm. you're not familiar. Um, so she used to be an idol. So I think sometimes in Japan, they love cute, cute. Oh, yeah, when I course. say cute, I don't just mean good looking, I mean cute. Yeah, like anime cute. Yes, yeah. which is why I had to kind of change my look and become more like, princessy and they'd be mm. like yeah because they're like you're you're too much <laughs> you need to go so explain that how do you mean so obviously i'm so we call it like western culture in japan they say western culture but they think western culture is super sexy which right. isn't a bad thing yeah yeah yeah. but i remember you have from, that vibe yeah blonde hair and you know, yeah and also our costumes no matter what your costume is it's sexier than theirs because mm. theirs is way more covered up um and i remember when i went like I just noticed because I was with the Cosmic Angels originally and they're the most over faction. They sell so much merch. Mm. Like when, when you come out with them, the cameras just don't stop. Wow. And I realized it's because they're cute. Like they say like kawaii. So like I made my image a little like lean more towards like bunchies in my hair and like mm. a little tutu and like try to like adapt, still be me, but like the cuter. Like version. the anime princess. Yeah. 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 And like, because the sexy thing kind of helped, obviously, because you're different. So mm. you should not change yourself if you're different, it's good. But also just trying to pick up on like, why are they so over? Mm. And then kind of try and like adapt that. So then now I've come back to America, I'm like, I need to get rid of all of that and like start again. Dial up the sex now. Yeah, because yeah, if I come out and like with a tutu and bungees, <laughs> the men are gonna be like, what is this? Because you can see that like here, for example, like Riho would be Kawhi, but she wears kind of like yes. the like the princessy stuff. And it's She's almost so like it almost doesn't, because it's her, it's great and it's unique. Yeah. But when you first see it, you're like, what is she wearing? But she's teeny tiny and cute, whereas right. I'm not. Right. I'm large. So I just feel stupid. Like, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, I just feel like I've been dressed up. But um, so she's super over. Julia is like one of, was one of my favorite wrestlers. Talk about Julia, because she's from London, but she's yes, Japanese. She's a London girl. Yeah, she only speaks Japanese. Yeah, well, I've, we were teaching her English because she wants to learn English. Right. So, but she's half Italian, half Japanese. She's so cool. Uh, like she has just like her own style, which I really like. Like she doesn't fit into a box. And um, one of the wrestlers I watched a lot before I came to Japan was Julia. And I actually got to have a singles with Julia, which I was, and she was like, she, they call it batchy batchy style, which is like when you basically just hit each other really hard. And that's like her style. And she's like, we don't have to do it. And I'm like, no, we're doing it. Like I want to do this. Um, so she's like one of their top kind of stars, but you can see why, because she's just, She's so clever and she's always like watching clips or like we'll look at clips together and like mm. go and try new stuff when really she doesn't have to. She could Well, just... she, she, I mean, you had the buzz, then you came here. Yeah. Now she's the next in line that has this international appeal, yeah. right? I yeah. think she should come here. No, I think, well, let's call her. Let's <laughs> I'll her call in. her right now. <laughs> yeah. So were you able to communicate with her? Obviously, if she, she doesn't speak English. Yeah. So we actually, we went out and we all got drinking, you mm. know, we have a friendship. So, um, yeah, like we're both kind of a little bit crazy. So I feel like we kind of connected with that. And then we kind of sat down to talk about the match. And, you know, I said like, you know, you're one of my favorites and like, I like this. And she was like, all right, let's, let's do it. Mm. And then 
we kind of put stuff together and she'd help me kind of enhance it and, and make it better. And that was like, I did the five star, which was like the singles tournament. And my big thing was like, I really wanted them to kind of tell me, like, I didn't want to come and like have like all these ideas. And, and I really wanted to like soak up what they were telling me. So I'd have a few things, but it was really cool to kind of watch them, like kind of put things together and, and see what their idea was and stuff. So yeah, that was really cool. Was there anybody um, else there on top of what's the name? Was it Kari? Or Kyrie. Kyrie. Was yes. she there? Yes. She was in WWE, then she went to start. Yes. And she's back in WWE. She left. Right. Yeah. She came and went. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. She's so cool. She's so beautiful up close. And the pirate gimmick, right? Is that yes. What she does there? Yeah. yeah but that's why I love Japan. I mean, that's such a cool gimmick. I mean, it's amazing. Right? We just don't do stuff like yeah, that. Yeah. That's I, why really... I, started, I started the pain maker there. Because it was such like a wacky Japanese yeah. type thing. I was like, oh, this is cool. I'll bring it to the States. Like, I, I never would have started it here. You have I to start do, it but there. You know? I was like, when I come to AEW, I should just be something ridiculous. And they were like, no. <laughs> no. <laughs> Please do not. Yeah, Please yeah, come yeah. as you are. Right, right, right. Um, but yeah, no, she, she's like a, a pirate princess, actually. But mm. she's just so cool. She speaks really good English as well. Um, but she's just so sweet. And she just like looks into your eyes. And it's like no one's ever looked into my eyes the way that she has. <laughs> so, you know, she's really cool. Did you do some teaming with Harley Cameron as well? We were supposed to team. So gotcha. we, we met when I was in America on like a tour. And then we ended up going to Canada for like a modeling thing. And we formed this like tag team. And we were supposed to wrestle in Canada. And then it all fell through last minute. And then she got signed to AW. Mm -hmm. And then I went to Japan. And we were on the phone. And we were like, wouldn't it be so cool if we were together one day? And mm. I was like, in my head, I was like, how's that ever going to happen though? Like she's, because she was already in America. And she's like, she's a superstar. She's like a musician. She does all this yeah, stuff. Yeah, yeah. And I'm just over here in Japan. Like, I'm like, how, how's it ever going to happen? And literally the next day was when I got offered a contract. Wow. And I called her. And I, you know, not allowed to tell anybody, but obviously me and her are like, best yeah, of course, friends yeah. and also i wanted her advice as well but i remember i called her i'm like you're not gonna believe this and she's like did aw offer you a contract and i was like yes and she was like oh my god <laughs> we knew it and like when we finally met each other at the airport because we hadn't seen each other in like a year and a half right. we like just cried and we oh. were like oh, i can't believe it it's amazing how that works out right it's just the universe knows yeah. what universe all right so i'm like 10 and 0 when it comes to snagging the last delicious factor meal in my house before the new weekly delivery arrives we all love Factors ready-to-eat meals here in the Jericho household. They're fresh, never frozen, chef-crafted and dietitian approved And best of all, they're ready to eat in just two minutes. Eating better has never been easier or more delicious. There's over 35 different options to choose from every week, including Calorie Smart, Protein Plus, and Keto. So before I jumped on the plane to get the dynamite this week to Russell Atlantis Jr., I had grilled steakhouse filet mignon with Parmesan cream, spinach, and broccolini. Two minutes to heat it up, ate it right out of the factory container, and then tossed it in the garbage. Fast, easy, and delicious. No prepping, cooking, or cleanup needed. You can fuel up with Factor's restaurant-quality meals, too. Get as much or as little as you need by choosing your meals every week. You can pause or reschedule your deliveries anytime, and Factor is less expensive than takeout. What are you waiting for? Head to factormeals.com slash TIJ50 and use code TIJ50 to get 50% off. That's code TIJ50 at factormeals.com slash TIJ50 to get 50% off. Just to touch again, when you talked about the lockdown, yeah. what did you do? Because you mentioned you're starting out, you get a little bit of steam yes. and then it's all gone. Yeah. So I was like, obviously like everyone very frustrated, but I just thought, you know what? It's a unique opportunity to get over online. So I did Twitch, which is like you play games, right, you live stream right, it. But right, mine right. was more, it was less about the games and more about just like personality. Mm -hmm. And like I said, I think people look at me and they just think like, oh, it's a hot blonde. Mm -hmm. And it's like, you know, I kind of wanted to show myself. I wanted to show how much I love wrestling. Um, so I did a lot of Twitch. I did like, I would do my own shoots. Like I would get my mom to take pictures of me and like just find like nice background spots in the garden <laughs> or whatever, post them to try and get followers. And you know what? I got like a lot of followers and stuff. Tried TikTok, didn't like that. Mm. Can't do that. Too much for me. But right. um, but Twitch was the thing. Twitch yeah. was, re yeah, I actually missed Twitch. I haven't done it because I was in Japan. I haven't mm. done it in like a year. But that for me was really good because I, I built such a I built like a bigger audience but also like my I built like a core fan base which I feel like as an independent wrestler you need that group of people that are just going to root for you right. and tag follow promotions you, yeah. and follow yeah and, and like even stardom there's so many people who are like oh I started watching it because of Mariah and now I love it mm -hmm. so it's like you're bringing something to the table yeah, yeah, for yeah. a promoter because you have this like huge fan base that's like loyal to you mm -hmm. yeah like, were you still able to do any shows at all at that no, point No, nothing. Yeah. So I know, like, towards the end, 
there were a few places that did like no fans, but I wasn't on those. Yeah, yeah. I'm not mad about it, to be honest. I watched them and I was like, that's the they worst thing I've hard, ever seen in my life. Man, it was hard. It wasn't even like the ones we saw on TV. They're like, imagine an independent no fans. Mm. Think about that. <laughs> Think about the camera quality and the noise and just the, the lack of noise. The quality, yeah, and the quality of the in ring and there's just no, nothing to cover it. So. Yeah, that was awful. I'm so glad that's over. Were you a wrestling fan when you were growing up, when you were yes, a kid? Yes, yes. I had two older brothers, and right. we used to always like watch wrestling. Mm -hmm. And we'd wrestle each other as well. I always had to be the ref, though, <laughs> which sucked. Did you watch WWE? WWE? Yes, yeah. yeah. Well, I used to... So like it was like Monday night Raw, mm -hmm. but it was on at 2 a.m. or something right, ridiculous. Yeah, yeah. So on a Tuesday morning before school, I would sit and watch it. And like oh. I would go in and tell my friends about it. And I'm actually still friends with one of the girls that I was with, like must've been like eight years old. And she texted me, she was like, I used to love Jeff Hardy. Mm. And she texted me, she went, so I just like looked into it. Like you work at the same company as Jeff Hardy. Isn't that crazy? Cause you used to come into school and be like, oh my God, he jumped off the stage and now you work with him. And I'm like, oh God, yeah. <laughs> Isn't that, you kind of forget cause you get so into the journey, sure. you know, like, I, you know, after Japan, like I just don't even know where I'm at anymore. And then you're like, oh wow, yeah. That is crazy. Well, you're, 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 and plus, it's cool to have that fangirl moment, but now you're on the same level. Well, no, I still see him, and I'm like, oh, God, it's Jordy. <laughs> <laughs> Who else were you influenced by any of the, any of the women at the I time? I loved Mickie James mm. so much. I just thought the way that she moved and stuff was so cool, and I was always rooting for her, but I feel like as a kid, you do not care about moves or anything. You just really buy into, like, you just love someone, you know, like you love a wrestler and you really want them to win. And they, yeah. all, Jeff Hardy always lost. Mickey mm. James always lost. Like I remember when she finally beat Beth Phoenix was like the best day of my mm. life. Like, I don't think anything's topped it since, but um, yeah, I really bought into that like classic baby face, which is weird. Cause now I feel like fa like fans have changed and we're, they're so smart. I don't know if that would still get as over. Sure. Right. Isn't it weird? Whereas when I was younger, there was no internet really, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. you know, and you just, like just rooted for the i mean i love john cena as well yeah i'm only course. human yeah. but um, <laughs> you know so i really was just for the baby faces yeah did you um ever have any talks with WWE at all yeah i did um so i had a tryout with them so i had like three matches and they asked me for to do a tryout and i was like what for uh, WWE nxt for, for any i think NXT UK was so i thought it was for WWE, but then i think it actually was for nxt uk which is different because right. i'm not sure i would have ever signed there uh -huh. um whereas WWE, i would have signed to that early on because there's a pc and you know you're gonna yeah. you're gonna train and stuff um so i had a chat with them then and the advice actually sarah stock gave me the advice to go and travel where was the uh to try out it was in london oh wow she like was there PO2 or something or no no it was they had like a performance center in like oh. enfield yeah so obviously they see you because your look they want to see what you got yeah i think so they knew about me before and i they'd spoken to me before and stuff and then nxc uk happened and they're like you know like come and try out for this and then they said like to travel more and they wanted me to get more experience because with NXT UK, they didn't have a full-time PC. It was like once every like two months or something. Mm -hmm. I don't even know. Um, but yeah, so I had that and then that was before lockdown, I think. Yeah. And then after lockdown, they reached out to me um, before I went to Japan actually. And then I think whoever it was got fired or something like that happened. Mm -hmm. And then again later on, and then when I, but I, I really wanted to go to Japan. You know, I, at that point I was like, this is all I want. I have yep. to, I have to do this so I can let go and be ready to be on TV. Which is great. I yeah. was the same. I was yeah. the same way. For Cause sure. I don't want to be one of those people that like get signed for six years, doesn't do anything and then leaves. And I'm like angry mm -hmm. because I didn't get to do what I wanted. It just makes you a better wrestler and a better yeah. performer to have that experience. And then too. now you, when you've done like 99 shows in nine months, you're cool. With That's a lot. Yeah, I'm like, yeah, I'm a, a you lot. know, whatever you guys want me to do yeah, today. Yeah, yeah. Um, and then, yeah, obviously AEW kind of came about cause it was kind of a new thing at mm -hmm. that point. And I was, I really liked AEW as like a fan. I didn't watch WWE that much. I used to, and then I stopped watching it kind of around lockdown. Mm -hmm. Um, and then I actually enjoyed, I actually stayed up to watch AEW, which is oh, really sad oh, and you. pathetic, but I used to stay up and watch it. And I feel like, cause my brother doesn't really watch wrestling, but he, he's kind of familiar with it. And he started watching AEW obviously since I've joined. Yeah. Don't want to brag guys. I've got you one more viewer. Um, and he's like, oh, it's like the like old, like old school, like attitude error. Like it's like, you know, cool. And I'm like, yeah, I know. Like, um, but I think that's why I liked it as well, because I guess it is, you know, good for adults. I think it's a better product to watch. And I really liked AEW, but you know, I still wanted to go to Japan. And then my ultimate goal was like, I was going to stay in Japan for years. Like I was happy to stay there. 
Um, and then obviously AEW got in touch and what they pitched was more what I wanted. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah, then I came here. You know who's living large at my house? My three cats, Mr. Mittens, Indy, and Snickers. And you know why? Because we switched them to Pretty Litter. Okay, so it's really me and my wife and my daughters who are living large, thanks to Pretty Litter. Because Pretty Litter's ultra-absorbent crystals trap odor instantly, so no more bad cat smells in the bathroom. Pretty Litter crystals last up to a month, so less cat litter box cleaning for all of us. And less fighting about whose turn it is to clean the litter box. I gotta deal with this fight every single week between my daughters. This makes it so much easier. Pretty Litter also ships right to our front door, so no more last-minute mad scramble runs to the store because we're out of kitty litter. And Pretty Litter has another cool feature that makes life just a little easier. It helps us keep tabs on our cat's health. It changes colors so you can monitor early signs of potential illnesses like urinary tract infections and kidney issues. It's easily the best thing we've done for ourselves and our cats in a very long time. Like I said, Pretty Litter helps keep tabs on my cat's health and keeps odors down. Those are two big wins in my house meow. You and your cat are going to love Pretty Litter as much as we do. So go to prettylitter.com slash Jericho and use code Jericho to save 20% on your first order. That's prettylitter.com slash Jericho. Code Jericho to save 20%. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. So let's talk about what we mentioned right at the beginning of you. Now you've moved from England to Japan, and now it's Japan to the United States. What you well, no, I went home for a month. For a while, but I'm just saying, yeah. but now you're moving from home. Sorry, England to the United States is yes. what I meant. Well, yeah, you know, just moving again. Um, but this is different. Like, this is going this to is completely yeah. overseas. And yes. How, how do you start making inroads to do that? <laughs> I'm the worst person to ask because I'm absolutely <laughs> failing miserably at it. Like, even though I have I have a mattress and a PS5 and a TV nice. in my apartment, and I've lived here for like a month, so oh, right. it's not going it's not going well. Um, <laughs> no, it's crazy because so I came back from Japan with my suitcases, and then I had to ship all the toys that I won. Mm-hmm. Um, you, oh, that's one of the, 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 the crane game. game. Like, a, like five <laughs> huge boxes came, and my mom's like, "How much shopping did you do?" And I'm like. Oh, not really shopping and she opened it and she was like what is wrong with you like, like a giant furry duck <laughs> yeah yeah she was like are you is she okay <laughs> which i did not bring to america with me because i have i mean my apartment's very nice but it, i don't have room for all of that stuff <laughs> um so i had to kind of like unpack and then repack but get rid of a lot of stuff so i gave a lot of stuff away and then i came here and I like applied for my social number before I even came, which you can do. And then it all got messed up. So I only just got that, which has been delightful living without a social number. You can't actually do anything. We don't have that in the UK. Oh, so wow. yeah. Um, yeah, you can't get a phone, you can't get a car, you can't get an ID, oh my gosh. you can't do anything, uh, which I came to learn. Um, but I came straight, I came, I moved here and the next day I flew to Portland um, which I didn't even know was a real place, uh, and made my debut. But there's two Portlands too, so oh, make sure really? you the right one. There's one in Oregon. That's the one. And there's one in Maine. So right, I've never even heard of the, the second one. Well, so there you go. Just so you know. I just go to the airport and like literally go like, they, they go, where are you flying to today? And I'm like, I don't know. I'm the worst. Like, what does it say on my ticket? I'm not yeah. sure. And I think they think like, Oh, like she up to something suspicious. I'm like, oh no, I just yeah, don't just, know. Yeah, exactly. I don't know. It's like when you have to go to the front desk of the hotel and go, can you please tell me what room I'm in? Yes. I have no idea. Yeah. I don't know like, what's going on. I, no, I just have been in five hotels just stupid. in the last week. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, but yeah, so I moved and then it's, it's just been a process of like, it's, I think it's different from Japan. Like Japan was easier because it's a tour, whereas this is like a new life. Yeah. That and was so, taking, everything was taken care of there. Yeah. And now you have to do everything for yourself. Whereas this is like more work, but more reward because you're going to have a life here. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's just been kind of about like getting set up and some of it has been super easy and some of it has been just America as a place. Like, uh, tell me, Okay, so first of all, is it Orlando that you live in? Yes. Oh my gosh, the whole sun's going to make you explode. Really? You've never, well, you've never seen that much sun before. Come I, yeah, I know. I wake up in the morning, I'm like, wow. <laughs> <laughs> wow, I actually want to go outside so today. So much happier now. <laughs> yeah. I don't know why. So, so, America, um, is, so you moved to Orlando, like you said. Yeah. And so kind of what else do you have to do? Like, do you, you don't drive, do you? Or? Well, so I do drive, mm-hmm. but not here. Gotcha. Um, so I didn't drive in Japan because in Japan you can get the train, yeah. tube, whatever we want to call it. You can get that everywhere and anywhere. No problem. Mm-hmm. Um, 
so I haven't driven in like a year. And I remember when I went back to the UK, I, I had to drive to a photo shoot and I was like, oh my God, <laughs> what on earth is happening? Um, so I do have to, I'm going to take some lessons and just mm-hmm. start, Smart, a, start yeah. again. A little. Make sure you're on the right side of the road. Yeah, that's crazy to me. Yeah, I'm sure. I don't, I keep going to get in my friend's car and I get in the driver's seat because it's the other side and <laughs> yeah, I'm like, yeah. I'm so, <laughs> so embarrassing. But yeah, I have to learn how to drive. I have to get a driver's license. Health health insurance is a really fun and interesting. Especially when you're a pro wrestler. Yeah, and yeah. I'm like reading about it, and I'm like, look, you know what? If I get hurt, I'm probably just gonna fly home. Yeah, <laughs> go to the NH- good old NHS yeah. and get that one sorted. Yeah, there's a lot to the apartment was super difficult because you had to pay your first month with a standing order check or some I don't know what the, mm. I don't even know what that is um, and you needed a social number to do that so I had to like give my friend money and she had to go and do it for wow. me because my yeah I wasn't even in the country at that point so if I didn't have a friend here I think I would have do you so you knew some people in Orlando so you I knew Harley about? Cameron right um, but then when I came her family actually came from Australia for three weeks oh. so I didn't even want to bother she's like just text me if you need something and I'm like looking at my list like I'm not gonna text her <laughs> my list <laughs> I'm like I'm not gonna bother her mm. so the timing wasn't great, but she's like, a, since she's been around, we've been able to just get in her car and just go. Like, I think if you want to get stuff sorted, you just have to go to That's the great. place. Yeah, just go do it. Yeah, because yeah, I couldn't even call because I had a British phone. Mm. So I was, yeah. And then they cut my phone off. They're like, <laughs> I, got, I got it extended because the woman that worked there was an AEW fan. Oh. She went, I've just seen your Twitter DM. Like, you just signed to AEW. Like, I went to All In. Like, ah, I was perfect. like, oh, really? It's just like, I'm going to help you out. And I was like, oh, yeah, okay. <laughs> um, but then after that, I was just stranded and stuff. But once Harley's like my little guardian angel, she just comes in, like scoops me up and like takes me from A to B. Well, because she's done it, right? She's been yeah, there, yeah. yeah. So she's like, oh, babe, trust me. You're going to need all this. You're going to need to do this. We should go at 8 a.m. We should do this. And I'm like, yep, I'll be there. So long. Wherever you need. You know, it's great. Like I did that leaving Canada to go to like Tennessee, the deep, deep south. Oh, yeah. And not quite the same because you're not overseas but you know it's a culture shock and you yes. have to get a social security number i had to do that too and yes open up a bank account and i like, haven't done the bank account oh yet. wow i'm scared yeah but I mean, <laughs> you have to do these things and it's not easy right yeah and i'm like yeah and it also what's weird too and it's i know it's i lived in japan but like as a 25 year old starting again yeah you have no family no friends like i mean obviously i have harley but she's married just mm-hmm. dogs she has a life of you know and like it's really people don't talk about it. It's very hard to start again as an adult. Mm, like sure. Japan was kind of different because it was a tour and you were so busy with work and you weren't going to stay there forever. And like, you know, I got on with all the girls, but we couldn't just commu- traveling together. Yeah, and, yeah. And it's just different. Whereas like, I just, you know, I remember like I got, I went to my apartment like the day of my flight to Portland, um, <laughs> Oregon. Yes. That one. And I just remember I was like in this empty apartment. I was like, it's just me. Like, yeah. there's no mum, there's no, yeah. you know, and I have lived alone before, but I had a, a boyfriend at the time. So at least, mm. like, you're kind of with somebody to help you. Whereas I was like, no, I'm just on my own and I have to start all over again. What do your mum, what does your parents think about you being oh, such a world traveler? Oh, they love it. Like, so they don't, they didn't really get wrestling. And when I started, they were always supportive, but they, I could tell they were like, they're thinking wrestling? They're like, you're wasting your looks and yeah, you're, so you you're, look like this. Yeah. yeah. And yeah. she was also like, you're wasting your brain because I was, I did really well at school and she was mm. like, you're, you know, and I'm like, I promise you, mom, it's it's gonna be profitable. Just you just have to wait, <laughs> you know. And I'm like working. I was like working a job and at school, and then also paying for training, paying for your gym, paying for supplements, paying for the wrestling costumes. Like when you start in wrestling, you're not gonna make any money. Like you you have to spend a lot of money to kind of invest in yourself. Yeah. Yep. And then I remember I was going to Japan, and they thought that was cool. But I think going to Japan is like kind of like a you know if you're a wrestling fan, you think it's really cool. Whereas if you're not a fan, you're like, oh, that's cool, but you it's not make it's not making it. it yeah. You know. Yeah. And then I remember I got AEW offered me the contract and I just like sent it to my parents and they like saw the money on it and they were like, well done. They must have, and also to the, the big ones when they finally see you on TV. Yeah, well, my mom, like they, they were like all sat down to watch it. I'm like, you know, I'm not having a match. Like, it's just going to be like, you know, when they're not a wrestling, you have to explain like, it's just a, I'm yeah, just yeah, yeah. Talk, you're not wrestling. You know, and they're, they're like, we don't care. Like, we have snacks. Like, we're all going to sit and watch. And they all got together. And I'm like, what, Mike, like, oh. Watch your 30 second uh, debut. Yeah, me just being like, oh my God, I'm an interview. And like, uh, they all, were, and then she'll send me pictures every week of like from her phone taking a picture of the TV. Like, yeah, we just watched it. It's so cool. But that's great, though. Once again, that's, that's legi- legitimacy for yeah. you. Yeah. And then I, you know, they made the Wembley graphic of me for Wembley I mean I oh yeah I'm a fingers crossed but I sent it to them and I was like guys and they're like oh my god Wembley oh, and I'm so like cool. yeah so that was like I think that's like the making it thing was like when I called them from Japan and I'm like yeah I'm gonna 
go go to America and they're like, oh. Who are you looking forward to wrestling here in AEW? Oh gosh, so many people. I mean, I want to wrestle Statlander. I feel like for me, she's always like stood out to me. I think she's such a good worker. So I'd love to wrestle her. I want to wrestle Julia Hart as well because I like her character. Mm -hmm. So I think in the future, not right now, but like there could be a really cool story, which is what I like. I like telling stories. Obviously, Sheeta, Riho. Mm. Um, Riho especially, I feel like we'd have a really good match. Yeah, we've got a lot of, 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 of great wrestlers here. We'd, yeah, I There's think There's a so. lot of great Japanese Joshis too. Yes, yeah. that's why I like AEW as well. Mm -hmm. So, um, But then I really want to try and tell some stories. So that's why I'm excited with what we're kind of starting now with Tony and to see where that goes and then kind of keep that kind of story mm -hmm. and character going. Cause it's like I said, when I was younger, I don't remember moves or anything. I just remember like who Story, I, who yeah. I loved, like who I, you like Jeff Hardy, when he would go up to the top to hit the Swanton Bomb, I'd get so mad cause I knew they would move. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, don't do it, you're so stupid, just pin them. <laughs> just pin them and then they'd move and he'd lose. And I'd be like, well, there you go. It's so funny that you're part of the um, uh, Tony Storm crew with Luther, yeah. who I've known from 33 years since like 1990. Oh, yeah. And you talk about personality and character. Like, he's a great wrestler, but he's made it this far by just playing characters. Yes. And Tony said, I want you to be Tony's butler. And hey, like, everyone thought I was going to be her butler. <laughs> I would get tagged. So, like, I can't remember when it was. I was like, I like a but me, a butler? And, like, I kind of believed it because you just don't know. You don't know, right? Right. And so, They like, must know something I don't know. Like, they probably speak to someone I don't. And, yeah. like, I remember when I was in Japan, it leaked uh, that... AEW and WWE wanted to sign me and then it was like she's probably going to go to AEW and, and I'm sitting there knowing I signed a contract like ages ago like oh yeah. god and I just have to like kayfabe it but I remember I went home to the UK and we were waiting for my visa and stuff and I and I saw this thing I was like Mariah's going to be the butler and I was like I probably I literally probably could be the butler and I was thinking like oh, how am I going to pull this one off but I was like, all right, whatever they need me to do. And then he debuted as a butler. And I was, yeah. like, That's my, and I was like, that could have been my role, but the visa's not ready, maybe. I don't know. See, you, you missed out. You the white I could have been the butler. Yeah, exactly. Uh, last few things as we start to wind down here. What's, what's the differences between English wrestling style, Japanese wrestling oh style, gosh. and American wrestling style? Oh, my gosh. Brit I feel like I, British style is hard to explain, but you know when you can tell when someone's from, if they've been trained well. Yeah. from the UK That's from right. like the way they lock up yeah. I don't know how to explain it Great there's call. just something there or in like the in-between bits it's very British I notice that to this day when someone does a bad lock up yeah to this day like You've instantly UK. It, well that's the thing I trained in Canada in the Hart Brothers, which was very English UK yes. uh, influenced yeah. the lockups the most important thing in the yes. match it sets the tone right? yes yeah. yes so I feel like that you can kind of tell from that Japanese wrestling, people have this weird perception it's just moves. And don't get me wrong, it, it's very heavy on the body and stuff, but it's more about fighting spirit. So it's not that it, you're not selling it. It does hurt. The mm -hmm. idea is that you want it so much more that you're going to get back up. So yeah. you, you have to sell how much it hurts and then come back and like fire back mm -hmm. or something. Um, so I'd say Japanese wrestling is a lot about fighting spirit. And uh, I don't want to say it's more about moves because it's not, but it, it's very impressive. I will say that. It's, it's very hard hitting yeah. and I would say maybe the wrestlers have like a shorter career well they don't really give up but they should but like mm -hmm. maybe they have a shorter career because it's hard on the body but I think it's more exciting and American wrestling I don't know because like for me the only American wrestling I've seen is TV right. so it's, it's so much about character but then that's kind of similar to the camps in the UK where it's about character yeah. no one cares what your move is yeah. like it's it's about the essentially it's showbiz that's what we're saying showbiz yeah. 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 What, uh, what's your favorite American food that you've had so far since you've been here Oh, gosh. So much fast food, right? Yeah. I mean, the chocolate is terrible. <laughs> I have to be really honest because I just came from Japan where J Japanese food is incredible apart from their, like, what do you call them? Sweets, desserts, Sweets, yeah. puddings, whatever. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, I don't know what, what we call them, but yeah. oh, I really didn't like them. And so I was, like, so excited to come to America and I'm like, oh, you guys can't do chocolate either. So that's <laughs> cool. Um, I, I don't know. I, I do like, they do like, oh, what do you call them? Cookies? Biscuits? Mm. Cookies? Cookies. Cookies. I have this place near me that does these like massive cookies. I'm talking like the size of my head. And I, 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 ordered, I ordered three because I thought they were like cookies. Yeah. No, they the were like cakes. Plates, yeah. Yeah, so I, I do like that. But other than that, I haven't really like, I feel like I haven't gone to like IHOP or anything. Mm. I've been so busy. I haven't really like. Well, it's interesting for us too. Like our trips on the road are like basically a day. Yeah. You know what I mean? I mean, you leave on a Tuesday and you're back on a yeah. Thursday. So when you come to the to the arena all day, we can't really go to an Yeah, IHOP. people are like, oh my God, you're in this place. You should go and see this. And I'm I like, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's nice. I have to be there at noon. You're lucky if I sleep. Yeah, right, <laughs> you know, right, right. like yeah. you get there, you go to bed, you get up, come to the show. And then 
either go to bed or go out and then get straight on a plane. Mm -hmm. That's it. So I'm like, I don't know when I'm going to see that, but cool. Last few questions for you. What's your overall goal here in AEW now that you've been here for a few months? Well, I want to become champion mm -hmm. and I want to become the face of the division. And mm -hmm. I don't think there's anybody like me because I think I have a unique look and a unique background with both stardom and like mainstream that I do. So I think I'm going to shake things up. Nice. What's your favorite match you've ever had? Oh, maybe my match against Julia, because I feel like that's when, when you go to stardom, the Western fans of stardom are very gatekeepy and very possessive. And I think because of the way I look, it took them a while to understand that, like, you know, no, I love stardom and I'm a fan too, and I'm going to work really hard at this. But my match with Julia, you know, we really hit each other very hard and we really gave it everything. And I think that was a turning point for a lot of people, even people who didn't know me would see clips of this match and be like, who are they? Right, right. About both of us, even Julia, who shocked me because to me, Julia's Julia. They're like, who are they? And we had a, a beautiful venue and everything. And so it's probably one of my favorites. But, you know, there were other matches I had, like in the five-star tournament, which was the singles tournament. I think that whole kind of run, I think, is kind of like a really nice summary of like my time in Japan. So mm. anything from the five-star, especially the Julia one. Everyone loves that. <laughs> That's the one, right? Yeah. Oh, well, it's great having you here. And it's yeah. great being able to chat with you and yeah. hear some of your stories. And I'm excited yeah. to see what's coming up next. Thank you. I'm glad you're not the butler. Me? Well, you know what? I would have to shave your head, though. I wouldn't have. No. <laughs> you just need to look at your face. Like, <laughs> oh, God, I'm going to lose all my fans. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you.